0: <laughs> uh, can day seven. Um, here's something interesting. This is actually in the confines of an apartment, uh, and and um, I, I and a, and another person coming up to me right now. Um, Ward, uh, we kind of decided not to do the eight thirty screening and gave ourselves the benefit of sleeping in for mm-hmm. the for the first time in. Seven days. Yeah, well,
1: personally, I'm not very good at the art of sleeping, so I was awake again at six, but then at least I had... We've some dozing we had, off and, and some,
0: and I cooked breakfast. I yeah, mean, really, but, like a real, like a real domestic, like as if yeah. there was not a festival going on in our backyard. Side note:
1: Our podcast master here makes wonderful omelets.
0: I, I try well it's, with like, whatever he finds in the fridge. Yeah, he throws in thr- there. Yeah, thr- Well, basically, we bought a lot of stuff at this place called Monoprix, which is like so. <laughs> uh, th- actually, let's we can you know today's a good day because yes. because surprisingly it's not. Uh, For us, the best day for for films. And so um, I may not see anything today, which is... I mean, it's happened to me before at Cannes where you, you hit kind of a midpoint mm-hmm. uh, section where just the, the pickings are kind of slim, and then at the tail end, it's like, bam, everything's like, you're just running around like yes. I chicken again. So today is my slim pickin' day. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and so I figured this is a good day to kind of reflect on what we've done in the past couple of days and, and talk about maybe other things that... Uh, people don't talk about can so so okay. let's let's start from the very beginning like when you come to can do you have like a process of something that you do immediately like is there is there like a thing that you to to set up your can experience other than dropping off your bag at the apartment that you're staying in do you have some kind of ritual that you you do to kind of kind of sets up you've been doing this for so long L- very long there, yeah. there must be something that like is almost like so for me mm-hmm. i go to Monoprix and i buy Groceries. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, I overbuy groceries because France French, France has one of the... I mean, their produce is amazing. Their, their It's just... And things are kind of inexpensive. And mm-hmm. so I always walk away from Monoprix for my first day of coming into Cannes with like two bags of stuff that I probably will have to snarf down you know like stuff down by the end of the festival because I just bought too much or I end up taking it to you know wherever so do you have something like that not not like that
1: <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but, but I'm, I'm more one of those stressful types who you know wants to get you know work stuff out of the way of course work is important for yeah. some of us yeah for some of us yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I cover quite a bit of the festival from TV and radio and online yeah Um, So, I immediately start, you know, checking computer messages like crazy and making calls and and making sure that interviews are in place and stuff like that. And then I catch myself after the first full day like, shit, I haven't eaten and I haven't really properly taken care of myself. There are a lot of types like that running around here as well. And I do have to say that um, the experience of being... Your roommate for the first time (laughs) during all these years of camp because I've done it a long time. Yes, and I've shared apartments with either the crew I used to bring with me, um, or Raya, who I spoke to yesterday, and then afterwards, Raya, and I and and so it was always people with me who were also doing that crazy work thing, yeah, and and, you know, just just getting up, you know, pulling out the computer, and boom, off you went. Um, whereas this year. Because you have a lot of um, attention and time, admittedly, yes. for eating, <laughs> so that helped
0: me. To, I make to, time yeah. for eating uh, well, I feed but, you, no, but, yeah. but, but,
1: but, li- but literally, every single year, yes. when I weigh myself when I come back from Cannes, I've lost a couple of kilos. We use kilos, so like, yes. it's usually around That's six pounds. That's crazy because you run around, you're like, yeah. you like, you. Do run around a lot uh, because you know you get screenings, and, screenings yep. and, and so so you walk up and down all damn day and if you then also hardly eat well it just flies off yes. well in my case it does and, and and so it's really unhealthy and not really good for me at least the, I, I I'm not saying I ate necessarily a lot of healthy food yeah <laughs> but I did eat this year so that's good well we and also, and, and it also sounds really tragic for me uh, listen for people now, people
0: come here it is ten days of an extremely stressful Absolutely. environment. And it, it, it's the kind of thing where, um, how you kind of survive in a place like this. So even our other roommate, Irina, like she yes. kind of doesn't eat that much because she's working a lot more than the two of us combined. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but we had a conversation many years ago where I said it's about quality of life and from then onwards I feel like you have been very open to hanging out with me and grabbing a dinner at least a dinner yes Um, and and then maybe over time maybe even more maybe even lunch imagine that what a meal (laughs) what is this thing called lunch Um, and and has that changed the way you appreciate Mm. Ken then does that give does that like a little time out of of the insanity and like kind of Absolutely. You to assess and kind of, you're welcome. <laughs> so this whole this five, five minutes of, of basically me saying, you're welcome. Yeah. Um. I am you <laughs> So we have seen movies. Uh, of your so far at the halfway mark, what is your f- favorite, favorite film? Uh, what's left the most? Because uh, there's a critical, yeah. there's a critical like kind of favorite, and there's a s- emotional yes, favorite, absolutely. And then there's also just it may not be in your it, it, like like uh, if you're a critic like this might not like in the upper echelons, but it just is the most fun. So let's go there: critical, emotional, fun. Those are your three. Okay. Those are your three. Uh, critical, I would say either Loveless, this
1: Viganitev, or. Maybe because it's really growing on me, The Killing of a Sacred Tear, the Yorgos Lom Nice, okay. So the one that he did with Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman, the one we saw yesterday, and the one I'm interviewing for today. Yeah. Um, emotional is going to be 120 beats per minute okay. about the early days of the AIDS crisis. We, I think we've talked about that yeah. already. Um, fun, Wind River. I think we Wind remember. River, the Taylor Sheridan movie, oh, who is here in uh, cool. Santana regard, yeah. he's the screenwriter. He's, he used to be an actor, but he's also the screenwriter of what he himself calls the trilogy of the new frontier. I think he he goes to places in the in the yeah. America that are of the you know of the radar of most yeah. most uh, American. Just as American citizens and also media. The yeah. bits that seem to be, still be forgotten. He did that with Sicario, which he wrote. Yes. About, you know, the border problems um, with Mexico. And then he um, wrote Hello, Hell or High, or High Water. Yes. That was last year here in Cannes, which was, uh, you know, pretty much like a modern Western, but really well done. And this is a Wind River, which is about a murder case on an, a reservation where um, Native Americans live. And the shocking thing is, that's what the movie ends with, Um there are no statistics for how many girls disappear from Native American communities in America. So they have the statistics for all the other um, ethnic groups or, you know, there's all the groups in society, how many people disappear. But apparently, it's so much the order of the day in that community of the Native Americans that they just don't keep up even with it. Isn't it's that a, awful?
0: Do you think it's a cultural thing that, that, that he's trying to talk about? Or is this part of... The Americas that just um, are a little bit unconcerned, amb- yeah, yeah, ambivalent about about the other.
1: Yes, well, b- I think both. So yeah. Taylor Sheridan knows, and he's been friends with a long time. So not specifically for the movie, not dur- during research, but he's been friends a long time with Native American families. And so he knows the problems that they have with, you know, there's a lot of substance use problems and all of that and crime, but also girls, you know, being horribly exploited and and then, and then just running away or just getting killed, I guess, like in the movie and then trying to make them disappear, their bodies. So, so he knows the problems through personal experience. Um. But then I, when I was talking with him and I'm with this actress uh, Jeremy Renner, who I usually can't stand, but who is really good in this, yeah. and Elizabeth Olsen, who plays this very naive but really pretty tough uh, mm-hmm. FBI agent, and she's very very well cast in that role, they they admitted to me like we don't know a lot about yeah. it. I mean, it's not like we get taught in school no, about what's not. happening with these communities. We just people just conveniently forget about them
0: or, well, or not deal with them or whatever people celebrate Thanksgiving let's just give yeah, it let's, let, let's just start with that you know so um, the good news about Wind River, River is that um, it, it will get a release in the United States mm-hmm. as a proper film at hopefully soon um, so so that for those who are listening in, in the US and maybe in, in some western countries that have kind of purchase this film yes. you'll be able to see it like uh, yeah. uh, eventually and the and reason
1: why because now it sounds really heavy but it's why I say it's my my f- uh, festival fun favorite yeah. say, is because it's really well made it's, yes. su- it's such a solid well told uh, well scripted well acted well shot thriller and it doesn't pretend to be anything really right. more than that based on true events which makes it really tragic but it's just like this thing that moves along and along mm-hmm. and along and you're really
0: emotionally invested and so, yeah, so it's one of those really perfect, smaller American films. Well, it's also what happened when you watch Hell or High Water. You go exactly. in thinking that it's one thing. And then pretty much, like, for me, 15 minutes into this, I was like, oh, shit. I'm watching something, not only probably one of my favorite films of the year now. Yeah. Like, it was very quick that I realized. But I'm, I'm also seeing something about the new American poor. Yes, being told through away as as a heist film, you know? Absolutely. And it was so genius. And so you know what I'm seeing is that over the past two because Taylor was a was a screenwriter for Sicario mm-hmm. and also Hello High Water. So this is his first time as a director. director yeah. So so he's learned his lessons, you know, and the guy is slowly but surely he's just it's a he's a he's turning into a little bit of a powerhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, because he got uh, Oscar nominations for exactly. both Sicario and yeah. Hello High Water, so he's doing well. So that's cool. Um what about you? Critical, I think. I think Loveless yeah. is definitely on the top, and we talked. I talked about it with Alicia too. How um, how amazing that we got it? No, actually, Levin, I said how amazing that we got it early. Yeah. Uh, like actually, the first competition film, and that really maybe could have been the festival's kind of uh, way to say, listen, we are not, we we are in it to yes. kind of you know. But unfortunately, the rest of this festival has not proven to kind of match that no. that the energy of what Loveless has kind of imprinted on us. Because it's still a film that I'm thinking about, and I'm like, I think I might want to see it again actually, mm-hmm. because I feel like I missed out a lot. Um, uh, what was the other critical? And then it was uh, emotional. One twenty. One twenty is is, is mm-hmm. my emotional kind of. We we had this long conversation, and I think I think as as. Um, uh, gay men, sorry to out you, but like of, of a certain kind of uh, uh, age. Mm-hmm. We were too young to experience the AIDS crisis, but we were around for it. And now we are here to observe the next generation who probably didn't, like, they just don't know about it. You right. know? And so, so once again, Generation X got fucked over by like, you know, how we, we, we just, we are in the middle section of everything and we are kind of... Um, we are drifters between two kind of ex- experiences, and and we had to observe a lot of it, yeah. you know. And 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 I mean, lucky for us, we we didn't have to have friends down on us and and everything. But it is it's really it's it's important, and it really brought back a lot. It still kind of immediately makes me remember about things, thoughts that I had as a child, kind of mm-hmm. like like uh, still trying to figure out what my identity is, yeah, you yeah. know. And so that was, I think, emotionally that is. Uh, fun, which is a film that I really wish you saw, was Visage Village. Yeah. You know, and and you know, in a way, that is now my maybe my favorite yeah, film at yeah, yeah. the festival because well, I like, most
1: people who've seen it are really, really you know like, it's, emotionally it's, attached to it. Yeah, it's yeah. not
0: only emotionally attached; you can see those who have seen it are fanboying and fangirling out to the point where, like, if we, like, if I saw Anya's art, like now, I would like. I don't know what I would do. I would just like run up to her, give her a hug, and then try to add a, this woman who I, I appreciated before. I mean, this is now, she's, she's like a goddess to me, you know, and, and it's... I need to go and
1: shower because I'm meeting Glenn Farrell and Nicole. Uh, I can't do that unshowered, can I? Of course, can't.
0: But yeah. uh, okay. so <laughs> so, no camera so those are my three. Yeah. Here's a quick thing. Yeah. How does one interview Nicole Kidman? Because we, I've only done it maybe twice in my life, but you've talked to her many, many times. I think if, 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 somebody asked me yesterday. I think five times if I add up. Get
1: you. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so today is going to be number five so yes.
1: six. Listen, this is a woman who is extremely aware of how she wants to come across to yes. the world, and you know, so when the cameras are rolling. It's pretty easy to, to interview Nicole Kidman because she wants to give you a good interview because she wants to be the nice superstar.
0: But she's also extremely awkward. I think that's one of the things and that... She's that, a that, bit
1: awkward, but if you ask about her um, rebellious spirit, she talked about her rebellious spirit yesterday at the press conference about how she makes quirky choices in her career, and she, yeah. Yeah. she did. She And, and she, she admitted that she made you know detours via stupid commercial things right. and that she lost a little bit of her soul and, and then she came back to... You know, her the things she really wants to create create with her art of acting. Yeah. Um, which she has been doing, you know, steadily for the last couple of years. Um and when you ask about that, then she's like you know she opens up about her her father and her mother yeah. who you know, who pushed her towards, you know, theater instead of cinema in
0: in the beginning and and you get really good stuff. She I mean obviously she's a smart cookie. She and and we appreciate everything she. I mean, when she goes on this, on a screen or whatever, when she performs, it's it's a real joy because this yes. woman this woman gives beyond what what is kind of asked from her, and 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 every performance is like is an adventure of sorts. It's you know, and and but every time I feel like because of whatever the external c- circumstances of her, um, she almost has to reprove herself yeah. every time, which is a real shame because because. She should be on the same kind of breath as like a Meryl, you know that yeah. kind of stuff, and 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 maybe in one day it'll it'll totally be in the same situation, but 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 you know she keeps on coming back with like amazing yeah. performances, and so. But it, it is indeed true that she's a, a weird celebrity.
1: Yeah. Because she, I mean, from the I I know this from backstage story from 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 the days when she was still pretty young people who set up the cameras and the lighting for the junkets and the makeup people need to be there at around 5 a.m. in the hotel. Because she shows up super early with her entourage and they take hours to make sure that she's lit the perfect way and made up the way they really wanted to be. It's also in a book about the Oscars where she is um, doing chat shows with the Oscar president and they go in on the breakfast shows, and so her makeup people need to be, needed to be there at three a m because okay. she wanted she needed to like two full hours of makeup, and back then she was still young before she you know allowed herself to go on air so she's always been like super aware of how she comes across and 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 I've also talked to her at red carpets, and then she's even more nervous than usual yeah. because she's got no control over right. how she's you know right. filmed and how she will she will look. And she's, like, she, she, she like while she's talking, she's like, oh, almost, like,
0: backing away already. Like, right. like don't get well, me too close. here's and, my question. Yeah. Do you feel that with age, she may have kind of calmed down a little bit? Because I saw recently... A little bit. And, and I don't know if you can... I mean, you you always... I don't want to, like, steer your, your Q&A, because you, you obviously have, like, you know, a certain amount of time and stuff. But I'd be curious to find out if she feels that she's kind of less... Like, like let go of some of that yeah. rain, you know? And I don't know how you... She talk Surprisingly...
1: I just saw a Graham Norton clip about her 50th birthday is yeah. coming up and yesterday she kept saying at this age, at this late yeah. stage in my career and so she's com- completely addressing herself. Nobody was asking about yeah. it but like, like, I'm an older actress now yeah. which I think is interesting for a woman who obviously is clinging to some you know, ideal of youth in yes her and no. appearance. Yeah.
0: Who would have thought that at 50 she would have given one of her bravest performances on a television show? I mean, like... She's really proud
1: about it because she... Of she, course oh, she, she is. She started talking about that as well at the press conference yesterday while no yeah. one was asking. You,
0: you, you will be so sad that you didn't watch it early on because yeah, yeah, well. because um, it really is one of the yeah. best things this woman has ever put out there and it's, it's the most... I mean, I, honestly, I saw yeah. that thing and I was like, "Give her every award. I don't even care. Just humanitarian, NASA, you know, just like you know, <laughs> no bell, best, beast, bro. you know, Westminster okay. dog show. I mean, like, just give <laughs> her all the fucking awards. I mean, it was one of those. Moments. So she's the standout in the cast." You'll see. I'm okay. not even gonna give okay. you why. You, you'll see. Um, but okay, so I know you gotta take a but, shower. Yeah, I, I need to take a shower for yeah. the call. Because I mean,
1: when she comes here in Cannes, people go. She's the queen of Cannes. how hey, many
0: hey. projects? We have four. There's four. Okay. So
1: there's one TV project, Top of the Lake, yes. the second
0: season, where she wears a g- crazy gray wig. Who I keep on seeing Jane Campion walking up and down the. The closet. Closet. She's enjoying the she's, hell and out of it. Who's camp. that tall guy who's with her? I think it's her PA or her son or somebody like that. But he's bouncing everywhere and he's like, nah, nah. and I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, I love, I love. Love her and and so, so it's top of the lake for Nicole.
1: Yes. It's killing of a sacred deer. It's how to talk to girls at parties. I think yes, but she's, she's crazy. Yeah, she's I haven't crazy. seen that. Yeah, and uh,
0: what's the fourth? Uh, it's the one that you're doing the interviews for. Oh, killing, killing of a, a Se- sacred deer. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I better go up there. Yeah, so so Obviously. while Ward is preparing, uh, I will kind of sum up the rest of this, which is basically, you know, uh, it's okay to not watch movies on on, on uh, in the midway sec- and kind of. And kind of uh, figure out what you're going to be doing for the next couple days. I have been very lucky to have seen a lot of films. And I'm really lucky that I can say that I don't need to see a film today. So, um, can out. So, something I just really, really quickly want to talk about is that um, I got an email yesterday. Because I had been on the waiting list um, to get onto alejandro Inoritu 's short VR film Carne e arena, and um, uh, basically, I got an email yesterday morning, and it said, We welcome you to come and watch the experience at six thirty in the evening and please be at this place at a certain time, and a car will take you to an airport hangar, and you will experience this thing and i seriously yesterday that was the one thing. That I could—that was the only thing that I was thinking about the whole day. I'm like building up to me going to this experience because I've heard so much about it. And you know, for those who are are not that familiar with Inuyu's work, I mean, the man has one Many, many. Um, I mean, he's he's won a, a, an Oscar for Birdman, and 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 also, you know, he he got Leonardo his Oscar for The Revenant, and so this is a big, big director now embarking onto a new platform, which is the VR experience. So, for those who are are, uh, you know, the, the, the this thing's going to go on tour. So it's going to go to Prada's. Uh, s- there's a space that Prada's building in Milan, and afterwards it's going to go to LACMA. So those living in LA will have a really good uh, opportunity to see it sometime maybe next year. Uh, but for the, those of us lucky enough to see it this time around, it's actually um, a six-minute version that is not the full version. And so um, I might have to see it again because I think there's a lot more to experience. And Without really giving too much away, um, this is the director's kind of uh, take on what it really feels like to cross a border. And so, you, as an audience member, go into a space, and I don't want to describe too much because I don't want to um, kind of spoil it for you. But you go into a hangar, and there's a, there's a huge kind of like space within a space. And um, when you're ready, you're asked to kind of walk along this uh, uh, pathway. And on the side of you is a real wall that was taken from a Mexican border. And then you kind of enter a room and are asked to take off your shoes and uh, wait And when the light goes on You open the door And you go into another room And this is where they put you into a VR experience Which is basically uh, a camera thing in front of you A backpack And also a um, headphones And uh, uh, they have said Two things, please don't run, <laughs> and also if you feel a little tug in the back, that means that you're heading close to a wall, because what happens then is once this thing turns on, the whole space is your realm to kind of experience what Inurita has shot, and it it is, it, it's an extremely immersive uh, uh, piece, and I mean, I'm still thinking about it, and um you know, while Ward's trying to type in stuff, he's been thinking about it, too. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, so hard right now. Um, but, um, I'm booking a flight. Oh, he's, he's booking a flight. So while, while Ward's working a flight, uh, it, it just was a real kind of... Um, an experience that like has left an imprint and, and, you know, I think if you've never ever thought about what it's like for a refugee to kind of cross a border and, 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 encounter police or anything like that, um, yeah, this piece is going to make you see something that maybe you've never, um, wanted to feel, but maybe it's important for you to, to, to feel because it, it creates a, a sense of, um, empathy towards what it's like to, to be a person that is so desperate that they want to leave their country and go somewhere else it's, it's, it's beautiful and, and uh, my friend Nadia has already said that it's her favorite film at the festival which is crazy since it's only six minutes but it's powerful enough for, for her to have that reaction and um, it's definitely powerful enough for me to talk about and, and, and hope that you will get an opportunity to see so um, yeah if it ever comes to a city new year please Please go out of your way because it is probably the best VR experience I've ever experienced um, so far.